0: Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be the ethics of protecting people from themselves. What moral responsibilities do we have toward fellow humans? Um, sure, many of my listeners uh, are familiar with some sort of circumstance or situation where you know the outcome of something and a friend or family member um isn't able to see that outcome uh, around the corner and thus uh, maybe they smoke cigarettes or uh, they drive in a certain direction they're not supposed to you know uh, experience is certainly the best teacher and sometimes uh, you might have more experience than someone else but as we've seen with the Dunning-Kruger effect there's often an inverse relationship between confidence and competence so You might have a friend or family member who's very, very confident in the direction that they're going, uh, while, as far as your assessment is concerned, lacking the competence to realize that the direction that they're going in isn't the direction that they will ultimately be happy having gone in. And with that being said, how much responsibility falls on you to intervene and uh, and help the person that as uh, your friend or family member uh, make the appropriate decision now in true empowering the opposition form will discover uh or rather discuss uh, both sides of the equation uh the first side of course would be well if you know uh, if you if you know something then you should say something you should it's your responsibility to your friends and family to uh, make sure that uh, that the things that you've experienced and things that you know are available to them um, perhaps even forcefully so so this way they don't make the same mistakes that you have or at least they're able to glean from the information that you yourself have gathered from your own experiences and then of course the counterpoint to that and true empowering the opposition form, would be well everyone to each their own and um... you can try your best i imagine if they're your friend or family member you love them and, uh, and, you know, you're going to try and give them advice. But ultimately, uh, everyone's life is theirs to live. Um, and even if, if you know that they might be making the wrong decision or going in a path that might not be what they're proud of having gone in in the future, uh, perhaps it's your responsibility to allow them to learn the lessons that, uh, that they're going to learn just as someone allowed you. To learn the lessons that you've learned and made making the mistakes that you've made as well. So let's cover the first end uh, uh, initially. Uh, if the responsibility falls on you to intervene anytime you notice uh, a friend or family member or any sort of loved one um, is about to make the wrong decision, you could make an argument that it for the purpose of your own consciousness, you might say. Uh, you might take a very aggressive approach in making sure that that decision is not made not physically aggressive obviously that's not what we're cu- talking about here but you might be overly vocal you might uh, even use shaming language uh, a good example that that comes to mind is smoking cigarettes for example we you know all the data suggests suggest <laughs> all the data shows that smoking cigarettes isn't good for you and yet, uh, people continue to smoke cigarettes, and you know, newer people continue to pick it up and and uh, you know, gain an addiction to it over the course of time. Uh, research would suggest that this is not a good thing to do. That this is not a good direction to go. Um, nevertheless, a lot of people do uh, find smoking cigarettes to be uh, to be comforting in many ways. Yet, if you know what it's going to result in, maybe you've had uh, an older family member suffer from lung cancer, maybe you've uh, dealt with some negative repercussions from having smoked cigarettes yourself, um, and now you feel like it's your responsibility to intervene, especially to a loved one, intervene as aggressively and Um, as much of an advocate as you can possibly be so this way they don't make the same mistakes that you have made or a family friend or family member of the past has made Um, this could certainly be helpful in many ways one it's with that level of advocacy it's likely that the person that that the loved one that you're uh, dealing with will be more inclined to say okay well you're really taking this seriously so maybe Maybe you're on something, maybe you're right, maybe I shouldn't start smoking. Then, of course, the, the counterpoint to that would be you you haven't allowed them to come to that conclusion themselves um, that smoking is bad. And perhaps there is the potential for when they turn 60, 70, 80 years old, they, they might say to you, hey, why didn't you stop me? And your response might be, well, I tried, I tried to stop you from smoking uh, cigarettes way back in the day when we were having this conversation, but you were so adamant. No matter what you do, uh, point or counterpoint, and both sides are empowering the opposition, you're going to essentially be in the wrong. Because if you're forcing someone, let's say, with smoking to not smoke cigarettes, you are, you are essentially trying to take away their free will from them for the benefit of their health. And of course, they'll tell you, well, you're not letting me live my life. And uh, this isn't fair, I, you're not letting me make my own decisions. And, you know, you have to bear the burden of being that person who who is just so overbearing in that kind of way. And then of course, if you lay low, you you know, lay back and say, Okay, fine, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to get intervene, you do what you want, this is the, True empowering the opposition form, that counterpoint, um, would be if you lay back. It's not your responsibility. You might know better. Um, you might know all of the research uh, that's, that shows that smoking isn't good for your lungs, isn't good for your heart, isn't good for anything, um, uh, anything physical anyway. And um, And you let them do their thing, you're still going to be the bad guy down the road. Uh, in one instance, you're the bad guy because you're taking away um, autonomy. And in the other circumstance, in the other instance, you are the bad guy because you didn't intervene when perhaps you should have. Either way, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't, as they say, right? So the question is, what? which would you rather have? Would you rather be active or would you rather be passive? Would you rather allow the loved one to live the best life possible with your imposed ideas uh based on your experiences as to how they can live their best lives which they might not consider to be best themselves or um is the best course of action to know what you know you know have the information that you've gathered and of course try and share your knowledge and information to the best of your abilities but then back off and allow your loved one to live the life that they wish to live um i struggle with this myself with some of my loved ones and i wonder if uh like if i truly love them i suppose i would stop some of their behaviors and for me like i don't have a i personally have never smoked a cigarette um and i don't think many people i don't know anyone in my family or friends group that smoke cigarettes either. It's just a quick, simple example that I feel like a lot of people could uh, could understand because it's so visible. But you know, you might have other other things like you have uh, friends or family members who engage in toxic relationships, uh, significant other relationships or friendships even. Um, so there's a lot of lot of potential to intervene and see to it that your loved ones don't make the same mistakes that you've made. It's not always the best decision to make. However, uh, your experience, uh, your mistakes, uh, might actually be someone else's idea of how how life should be lived. And imagine, for a moment, uh, if uh, if all of the people, all of your ancestors, were alive today, um, and during the course of your own development, telling you, "Hey, don't don't do this, do that." you know, and and telling you exactly how you should live your life, you would have no autonomy whatsoever. And I'd venture to say that some of the mistakes that we make, um, I could think of some of the mistakes that my parents allowed me to make, just because it's a good, good way to learn. Uh, If you prevent your loved one from making mistakes, uh, then are you giving them the opportunity to develop on their own? Or are you are you allowing them to sort of succumb to something that might that might be detrimental to their health, mental health, physical health, whatever it might be? So there's a lot of lot to unpack there. Uh, ultimately, um, the ethics of protecting people from themselves is something that is hotly debated. Um, how much autonomy should people have? Those who might not have the level of education that doctors and lawyers might, let's say, should they be allowed to make medical and legal decisions without professional intervention? A lot of people say, yes, they should, because this is their live, uh, lives <laughs> and uh, and everyone should have that, that level of autonomy and, and everyone should have the freedom to do whatever they wish. And then, of course, the other side would suggest, well, given the fact that we have expertise in medicine and in law those who do not have expertise in medicine and in, in law are entitled to that expertise and that expertise is in fact um uh, the the expectation of that expertise would be to impose the expertise upon those who do not have that expertise which sounds somewhat uh, taking away uh self-determination or autonomy uh, but somewhat suggests that it might be for the better again i don't really know where i fall on this uh, I suppose I lean more toward freedom, uh, I think, um, I think you know, allowing people to make their own mistakes uh, while at the same time mentioning, hey, listen, this might be a bad idea, this is a decision that I made in the past and I regretted it and you might regret it too. And after you have that candid conversation, um, if the person, if your loved one continues to move forward with the decision... All you can do is just be there for them and um, and support them along the way. And, you know, if you want to, you can certainly keep the receipts. If they ever say, hey, why didn't you stop me? Yeah, well, here's the text messages. I tried. Uh, but, you know, autonomy and self-determination. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time.